Hi, welcome to my podcast. Today, my special guest is Chris Garcia, and I'm going to ask him a few questions about his Mexican culture so we can get to know him better. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Brownsville, Texas, which is a border city in South Texas, and I lived there primarily uh, in elementary school and junior high. There were some periods of time uh, because my dad was in the government that we moved around a little bit. I actually lived in Georgia. I lived in West Texas, but I consider Brownsville home because that's where I was born. That's where I grew up. That's where I graduated high school, and I still like to get back there because I have family. And Brownsville is a very historical city. Uh, the last battle of the Civil War was actually fought in Brownsville. So there's a lot of history and a lot of culture blending both American and Mexican as well. Huh, that is very interesting. Where did your parents and grandparents grow up? Well, I'm pretty fortunate that I got to know my great-grandparents as well. Um, my parents were born in the United States. Their parents were born in the United States, also in Brownsville. And I actually have great-grandparents and great-grandparents that were born in the United States. But one of the things about staying in South Texas is that you're still very much immersed in a different culture, like South Louisiana with the Cajun culture. In South Texas, it's the uh, Mexican-American culture. And so um, as far as them growing up there, they spoke a lot of Spanish, you know, they, they participated in a lot of Mexican traditions that we still carry on to this day. But I'm fortunate that uh, my lineage goes back quite a ways as far as grandparents and great-grandparents being born in the United States. Huh. Um, let's see. How was their life different from yours? Well, I'm very, very fortunate and very blessed, just like you are, as far mm -hmm. as having a lot of technology and yes. having, uh, you're in a good school, I have a good job. So... I, the, my philosophy is that the people that came before me certainly had to endure more hardships and more difficulties and obviously less technology, mm -hmm. not as good paying jobs. Um, so my life today is drastically different from my great-grandparents. My great-grandparents on my dad's side, they came from Mexico and they farmed, they picked cotton, they plucked turkeys. Uh, they had eight children, and so they had to do a lot of different things, uh, manual labor, if you will, to mm -hmm. make ends meet. So they had a very difficult upbringing, but out of that, of all those eight children that I mentioned, which one of them was my grandmother, mm -hmm. all of their children became business owners. Mm -hmm. They became property owners, very successful people, and it's just one of those things where they wanted to work very hard and instill a work ethic in them that would carry on into their lives and they could pass that on to their children. So my great-grandparents, especially on my dad's side, mm -hmm. had it much more difficult. And so today, I feel like I have it very easy and I have a lot of good things and blessings to count because of the hard work that they did before. Hmm. Have you ever been treated differently because you are Mexican? Um, you know, that's sort of a... a not a, a difficult question, but I really can't say that I have been. Uh, if anything, it's been more of a positive experience because I've been fortunate enough to meet people from other cultures. I went to the University of Kansas, which is about mm -hmm. as Midwestern a school that you, as you can possibly go to. And I think if, if there was one thing that was maybe taken into account that looking back on it now is that my first year that I was there, I got assigned to a dorm and it just so happened that dorm was the international dorm. 
So I don't know if they just took it for granted that maybe I was, you know, because I was of Mexican heritage that they would put me in the international dorm. And even though that may come across as somewhat racist, it actually was a true, true blessing for me because mm -hmm. I still have great friends that I met at that dorm from Cyprus, from Vietnam, from Italy, uh, from India, basically from all over the world we had people. So I got a chance to eat their food, learn their cultures and customs. So it was a very, very positive experience. Uh, overall, it was a positive experience. I can't say that I was treated differently, but looking back, I, I think that maybe whoever does the dorm assignments maybe just mm -hmm. saw the last name and made a, you know, a, uh, a determination in their mind. Oh, he must be, you know, from Mexico or could be from Mexico. And so that was maybe the only thing that I can think back looking where maybe I was treated a little bit differently, but I've had, I think a successful career mm -hmm. and I've had, you know, good opportunities. So mm -hmm. nothing has held me back as far as, uh, or I don't feel like I've been held back as a result of my heritage. Well, that is awesome. Um, were you ever considered a minority? No, I don't think so. I mean, um, you know, I, I think that in some cases I've actually been this. Uh, there's so reverse discrimination, if you will, because I grew up fairly. Uh, you know, we weren't wealthy, but we had pretty much everything. Both my parents worked, mm -hmm. uh, but we came from a good family, and I think that there are some other friends of mine who were Hispanic that may have held it against me that mm -hmm. I went off to a Midwestern school that, you know, I, I live up, in, up here in, in the Dallas area in North Texas. And I've sort of not by design gotten away from my culture because mm -hmm. this is just where my job and my life and my wife are. But I think there are some people that sort of sometimes hold it against you because you may have done better. Mm -hmm. uh, I still, like I said, going back to earlier in the conversation, uh, I, I never forget about the hard work that was done by the relatives that I had that came before me that mm -hmm. had to endure other things. So uh, as far as being considered a minority, I can't say that I've ever, like I said, go, going back, treated any differently or denied any opportunities. Mm -hmm. So I feel, you know, that that's never really been in question. Yeah. Um, tell me about some of your favorite foods. Well, going back to what I said about being in the international dorm and getting a chance to taste different things and, and meet different people. And then currently, mm -hmm. you know, my, my wife travels internationally a lot, so she's exposed to some international uh, flavors, if you will. Uh, and I've gotten a chance to travel, not as extensively, but nonetheless. I think that when you're younger, you know, your, mm -hmm. your, your food choices are maybe a little bit more limited. And I think as you grow into an adult, you get exposed to more things mm -hmm. and you try more things and then you discover things that maybe you thought you didn't like and you wind up liking them so i love asian food i love mexican food i love italian food uh you know i'm my wife loves indian food not so much for me because i don't like curry but uh nonetheless i've gotten an appreciation for for different foods so as far as what my favorite foods are I love a cheese, a good cheeseburger too, uh, and I love barbecue. Mm -hmm. But there's not too much food that I don't like. You can you can't see the people that are listening to this to my body, but I I'm not skinny. Let's put it that way. So I like food, and I like foods from all backgrounds and all ethnicities. That is great. Um, what uh, what were and are still some of your values? 
I think it goes back to what I was saying a little bit earlier about, you know, not taking things for granted and, and trying to have a strong mm-hmm. work ethic and putting uh, pride into what you do mm-hmm. uh, and not taking things for granted, I think is the most important thing. So family is something that's very uh, important to me, obviously with Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. having been here in the last few days, had a chance to have family over, uh, have good friends. So for me, it's about you know developing relationships and friendships and being loyal mm-hmm. and also being respectful. And I think those are some of the values that have always been passed down to me. And those are the ones that I think I, I hold closest to my heart. Um, are you bilingual? I am. In fact, I probably spoke Spanish before I spoke English because we had a nanny and we had a housekeeper and she spoke purely Spanish. And even though my parents and I didn't necessarily speak Spanish in the household, it was mm-hmm. always an English speaking household. The Spanish that I learned initially was in conducting, you know, my, my language, if you will, through the, through the housekeeper. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I I don't get a chance to practice it because my wife doesn't speak it. I don't use it so much in business uh, because of what I do. Uh, but it's always good to have. And mm-hmm. every once in a while, I can get immersed back into it. And uh, it'll start to come back a little bit more naturally to me. But I can read it. I could write it. And I can speak it. Not as effectively as I'd like to. But it's just one of those things that if you don't practice it and if you don't do it every day you're just not so good Mm -hmm. uh so it comes back to me every once in a while where i can get on a roll if you will and my spanish i think i even impress myself every once in a while which is rare um but yes i am bilingual and i put that down on my resume and if somebody asks me if i can speak spanish uh yes that's the only other language that i speak so um can you share some of the similarities and differences of mexico's culture and our culture well, family, I think, mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, going back to what I said earlier, um, obviously in the Mexican culture, uh, sometimes it can be a little male dominated. Mm-hmm. And I think that sort of was here recently, obviously, in the last couple of years, we've mm-hmm. heard of the Me Too movement and other things where there's more of a balance in gender. Mm-hmm. And I think we're probably seeing that somewhat in other countries. Uh, because I'm not from Mexico, I've never lived in Mexico, but I've traveled through there. And growing up on the border, I was over uh, uh, across the town was Matamoros, across from Brownsville. And I got a chance to see that. But again, keep in mind, that's northern Mexico. And just like southern United States and in Brownsville being a border town, it was somewhat different in the sense that uh, you had the influence of Mexican culture. Mm -hmm. I think on the Mexican side, you had the influence of the American culture, sort of vice versa, if you will. Uh, So I don't think I've really ever had a chance to truly, I've never been to Mexico City or deep into interior Mexico, Mm -hmm. where, you know, the more the Indian culture and the indigenous culture exists and the foods are different, they use different recipes and what, you know, you and I like chips and salsa, well, they don't necessarily have that. Or mm-hmm. it's a different version of it. Yes. Uh, so just like regional areas, just like in the United States, uh, where the food and the influences are different. Like in Louisiana with French influence, mm-hmm. Creole influence, influence, excuse me. Sort of the same thing in, 
in uh, southern Texas and in northern Mexico, the influences are shared between the two countries. So, um, you know, as far as the similarities, like I said, I think family and just having that that kind of, uh, you know, togetherness, if you will, and mm -hmm. hard work and wanting to better themselves, I think those are very, very common traits. We talk about in the United States all the time about hard work, mm -hmm. education, uh, good health care. Those are things that are important to raise a family and, mm -hmm. you know, have a safe environment. I think that's very much the same over there as well, or at least the attempt is made. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for your time. And I have one last question. What is your favorite family recipe? Well, you're probably expecting a answer where I'm going to give you, you know, a great Mexican recipe because, you know, I, even though we can make uh, good Mexican food, my grandmother actually had a barbecue restaurant, a smoked barbecue, like brisket and ribs and chicken and sausage. So I spent, you know, my grandmother had this for over 25 years, so I spent a lot of time in, in her restaurant. So mm -hmm. we didn't obviously make Mexican food, or but we ate a lot of it. Uh, and because we're so close to Thanksgiving, my favorite recipe is actually from my grandmother, and it's her dressing. And it has sausage in it and vegetables and... Uh, chili meat and so it's probably not a mexican <laughs> recipe by any stretch of the imagination but that's my favorite recipe so that goes to show you that even though my grandmother lived in south texas mm -hmm. the recipe wasn't necessarily one that was of mexican influence it was really an american yeah. recipe that you can you know you can find pretty much in any recipe book so even though there are a lot of distinct differences and there's cultural influence in different parts of the United States and in South Texas in particular, as it pertains to me, mm -hmm. it's still the United States and we still like good old fashioned turkey and dressing. So <laughs> that's my favorite recipe. Well, thank you so much. Well, Caroline, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. Bye.